0: Hey Soulmates, it is Beck here, the founder of Soul and we're going live for another episode of the Sustainable Speaker Series. Off the bat of Fashion Week finishing, we're going to stick to the theme of clothing and fashion and swimwear and all of that sort of stuff. I'm going to be catching up with Caroline or Kaz, the founder of CC Swimwear, all the way from WA. Um, We're going to add her into the chat in a second, but I'm really excited about this conversation because we're going to learn a little bit about something called sublimation manufacturing. And I am very curious about what this is and how this works. And I know that Kaz has a lot to say about it. So let's get her in because I think this is going to be a really interesting chat. So hold on one second. Where are we? Let's invite pop up any second. And guys, don't be scared. Hello? Hi. Hi. Hello. So, uh, nice. I, I was just saying that if anyone watching has a question or anything sort of pops up while we're chatting, definitely please, they can leave a comment and we'll sort of go through it as it happens. Yeah. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. It's a sunny day in WA. So, yeah, been having a nice morning
0: gorgeous I'm loving the sun I think it's gonna it's gonna start raining from tomorrow onwards so loving it thank you for joining me thank you for having the time to sit down and talk I know you're a busy woman
1: um much for having me I'm so excited to be on the podcast it's
0: it's gonna be a good time I've got a lot of really interesting questions for you today and you know I've done a little bit of research and understanding of what your incredible brand is creating. And I want to I want to know more. So before we sort of crack into it, tell us, give us the lowdown. Tell us a little bit about what CC does, what CC is, and what makes you that little bit special and sustainable
1: as well. Yeah, I'd love to. So um, CC, we're an activewear and a swimwear brand. So we make um, activewear you can swim in and swimwear to be active in. So the whole, I suppose, starting with the name CC um, is my initials, I'm Caroline Cornish. And that was a play on words, really, that was incorporated into the word sea. So I grew up on an island close to the sea and the sea has always been a place of adventure for me. So CC has been incorporated to the word sea, which is adventure and CC is an adventure brand for women. So that's, yeah, the name. Um, And the concept behind CC really is multi-use capsule collections. So when I moved from the UK to Australia, obviously outdoors lifestyle in Perth, especially. So um, I got into sea swimming, I got into surfing, into running, into yoga, everyone is super sporty over here. And um, I was just buying outfits for all these different sports. And I just got to the point where my wardrobe was bulging with active wear, with swimwear, it, like I was disgusted with myself um and I just looked for brands that you could buy a pair of leggings that I could surf in and run in I just why couldn't it be multi-use it was such a waste um and I just couldn't find it so there just wasn't fabric that would hold out for all of yeah. those active so, exactly. yeah
0: and the, I yeah. mean if you see the reality like that's so something I would do like I do a beach walk in the morning, um, on the soft sand, a, bit, a little bit of a run, a jog, and then I want to go for a swim and it's kind of like I don't have time. I don't really want to find my car and change and then, yeah, And then you know, get out. And, yeah, that's,
1: that's such a valid point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's all about enjoying those moments. I mean, yeah, I've spoken to so many people now and you go for that run and you just want to jump in the ocean afterwards and you're going to ruin your leggings if you do that another activewear, wear. So um so yeah, so I started looking into fabric. Um and the, the real kind of straw that broke the camel's back was a um a trip to Bali. I packed for a trip to Bali, um took all my different outfits for all the activities I wanted to do and yeah I got stung with excess baggage. Uh, so that was kind of the the final thing that led me back to look for fabrics so that you could Get wet basically you can work out in online land. so land to see activewear um, yep. and fabric, be what cc is about i think that's uh,
0: especially in the fashion industry um i don't know if you caught last week's episode with tubes but we talked a lot about fashion week and fa- what the fashion industry is doing and you know the concept of minimalism and capsule wardrobes and functionality and you know, like anyone who knows me knows I have like three outfits and that's it. And I just wear the same thing all the time. And I don't care what anybody thinks. And I'm the same with active wear and swimwear. Like I have one pair of leggings and a sports bra and I'll go swimming in them. Cause I don't care. Like I just couldn't, like yeah. that's just... or I'm a bit cheeky and I'll just go in my underwear and that is what it is. And you know, no worries, but to have collection that actually looks really good but you can also have that functionality and that you, across you know being able to yeah. use it in yeah I, I think that's where people need to be moving in that direction when purchasing definitely
1: more multi-use outfits i mean these active wear and swimwear is not cheap and that was the other thing i was spending so much money and especially with the sun and the uv my expensive bikinis were faded by the next summer so it was kind of a one season use out of them as well because i try and go in the ocean every day so um yeah with cc it's multi-purpose multi-use it's not once one wear. you wear it for a whole season you wear it for the next season the color stays and so we want these items lasting a long time for the customer and you know they're, they're not super cheap items so we want customers to really need them when they buy them and to wear them for a long time.
0: Yeah, look, it's it's all about quality over quantity. Um, you need durable goods, you need high quality materials that are going to last you. And I mean, look, the conversation about how your brand is sustainable, I think only this is the tip of the iceberg, right? This is just the mindset of the consumer and how you as a brand have to educate them and express that this is what we're doing. We're You know you have to be that platform for education to say this isn't just swimwear or activewear there's a reason behind the madness and this is how incredible but there's a lot more going on you're doing a lot of other things so you you talk to us a little bit about this sublimation manufacturing what that is for anyone who's never heard of that before um and how you even found out about it and how that sort of became part of your process
1: yeah so um so sublimation printing is a, a way of printing that uses heat transfer. Um, mm-hmm. So it's one of the most ethical ways or the most ethical way to print because you, you remove the use of water. So you're not using water in countries that, you know, water might be scarce. You're also not contaminating any water sources. So um, it's purely heat and, and actually um, provides like better quality fabric as well, fabric that can withhold like more endurance, um, which we need for, for CC, because obviously it's going to be used on land and in the sea. Um, and it came about from a lot of research. So the whole manufacturing industry is hard. I mean, there's a reason why everyone has their own business, because it's really hard to start. And it probably took a good year and a half and lots of trial and error and a few bad manufacturers along the way to find our manufacturer that we have now and the perfect way to print so um a lot of manufacturers we first um approached just really wanted us to do other forms of printing which aren't as ethical um but that's what they were used to so it's it's one of them it could have been you know we could have started the brand a lot sooner we were happy to to do a form of printing we weren't um happy with uh, or didn't want but you know, you have to put in that time and that effort to, f- to find the right manufacturer um, and ask them to do what you want.
0: Not Question. What you Question, because that's a very good point. Um, when you say printing, do you mean the actual colorways that sit on the fabric or is this printing on top of that just like I know the answer but just for real clarity of anyone watching or trying to understand or maybe someone is about to start a clothing brand or going down that line can you just clarify that just a little bit further
1: it's um printing the so the pattern so um I have kind of the pebble prints just been launched so it's the the, the, the different colors and that and that print and pattern um being heat transferred onto the fabric um, so that's what we mean, information printing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Because and look
0: to to back exactly what you're saying. The reality is, as brand owners or business owners, it's our responsibility to ensure that what we're producing is ethical, is sustainable in all aspects, and it does come from that conversation you're having with your manufacturer. You have to set those standards and those expectations, and you have to have quality control, and you have to be bringing up these big points of like okay that's all great thank you for the quote thank you for the explanation of you know the moqs and the process but i need my ethical standards do you have certification um can you prove xyz you know and it requires you as a brand owner to have that prior knowledge so you know how did you how did you go through that process how did you find that because it can be very challenging but you know very rewarding if you really you know get
1: I mean, the, um, the first kind of start of our journey, um, we looked into manufacturers in Bali. And um, it's just a classic example. They really, they tell you what you want to hear. Um, and we met, you know, a, a lovely bunch of people. But when it really came down to the manufacturing, there was no contracts for us or for them. Um, the manufacturing units weren't or um, places just, just weren't. Um, Kind of as high quality as as we wanted, it really uh, wasn't professional manufacturing units like they areas like they said they would would be. And um, so we actually moved our we we left Bali, and I think a lot of people think Bali is this wonderful boutique island, and um, lots of manufacturing happens from there. But we just found there just weren't place for the workers who weren't happy about health and safety. So and um, we did a lot more research and ended up going to China where they actually get audited it's a you know a, a bigger industry the manufacturing units are audited we have a project manager they have work set working hours if I text them in the middle of the night they're not going to text me back where in Bali they would just text me at, at all hours and um, you know they could tell me I could, I could get things made for tomorrow which probably meant people were working overnight you know so so we didn't like any of that it's just it's just not good so um so now yeah our our workers you know have maternity leave my project manager is currently on maternity leave they have health and safety they have contracts we have contracts it's just a lot more professional and legit and but that took research and it took time and once again you know we probably wasted six to nine months on on a manufacturer we weren't happy with we spent a lot of money on samples and and we could have gone down that road. It would have been easier for us to do that, but it's not one of our core values and we couldn't have launched CC, you know, comfortably knowing that. And we don't, we, you don't want to lie to your consumers either and your customers. Well, a lot of people do. That's the reality. And it, it requires
0: brands like yourself to do the hard work because there are a lot of companies and businesses out there just producing anything without a yeah. watching- through the process and then you have founders like yourself and like us with soul where we don't substitute quality we don't substitute ethical standards and we hold ourselves as high as possible when it comes to consistently meeting those you know requirements and we don't you know we don't mess around (laughs) and it's a process it's costly it's timely it is quite draining at times because you're constantly arguing and pushing
1: and negotiating, but
0: then you can sleep at night.
1: (laughs) And I I just love how um, consumers now ask so many questions. I get messages all the time from our customers asking for more information on this, on that. And I love it. It's just, it's amazing that people are asking questions. And I don't know how brands that don't have these principles survive because what do they do at these questions yeah well they don't that's the thing I mean if we're talking
0: about small brands and all the Mm -hmm. me too sort of companies that pop up every now and then they don't they don't survive because they have nothing to hold you know themselves to there's no quality there's no sustainability there's no ethics there's just something that looks similar that you know, will fall apart in in a very short amount of time. So they don't they don't survive. That's why you will pass the test of time. But you know, it takes that mindset and it takes that mentality. But I mean, yeah. let's talk about let's talk about your packaging and your plastic free you know mission when it comes to actually packaging. Because as we all know, sometimes that's like the thing that goes over everybody's head. It's like you can work really really hard. Tick all the boxes with the product itself. Do your very best to be as sustainable as possible, and you know, keep innovating and keep changing. And then it gets delivered in a plastic bag, especially yeah. in where <laughs> Let's talk about where being, you know, coming in those little zip oh, bags. Yeah.
1: So that was, you know, our manufacturer met all our ethical standards, and um, everyone was very happy, and they they knew our core value was sustainability. Um, but then first ever shipment arrived in individual plastic bags and it was just something we completely looked um I just thought they would have understood that's probably not what we wanted but their standard practice is to put every single item in an individual plastic bag and that's hundreds and hundreds of plastic bags that
0: event yeah but and and I can guarantee you one of their reasons was oh oh H&S like for health concerns right because it's it's a garment that's going on a personal area but there are solutions right like what did yeah. you guys
1: so, simple just ask them to pack it in cardboard boxes and tie all the sizes together with off cuts of fabric so it's actually a lot less work for them they don't have to have someone to to pack you know hundreds of bikinis into bags and we don't have to unpack them so i mean it's just simple solutions like that and um, i mean from our side of things I'm sure. I, I think stockists and things like to and shops used to like to receive their goods in individual plastic bags because it it keeps them a, a easier to keep good. And um, so for our end, you know, you have to be a lot tidier and a a lot better at keeping the garments um, clean and neat. Um, but it but it's worth it not to have hundreds of plastic bags that are going to go straight into the bin. So um, yeah, super simple solutions. And then on the in terms of kind of packaging to go into our customers. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, sorry. Because that's not a simple
0: solution. It really requires lateral thinking. Like that's not something everybody would have thought of, like to tie it up with excess material. Can you just give yourself a little bit more credit? Because this is genius. And why isn't everyone just doing that? Like even if you have to have maybe some recycled tissue paper or – something that maybe separates them for like for bigger companies with for bigger brands that are maybe mass supplying department stores you know whatever it is like a piece of excess material
1: yeah it's, it's easy and, I can't <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah so that's how we get our our stock now but it does make me think that there's probably lots of other sustainable brands out there that still receive their stock like that and then put items into sustainable bags um, to give to the customers. And, you know, I just want to be authentic and I, I want to be honest with my customers. And I just, once again, probably wouldn't be able to sleep at night knowing that my customer thinks they bought a plastic-free item that has yeah. been, for t- me, covered in plastic. So, um, yeah, I just I just want to be honest, really, and transparent with the company. Because so I think it, if you're not, it will come back to bite you eventually, so. Um, yeah, um, And then on like the packaging journey, I suppose to the customer, that is one that just keeps developing and developing. I mean, four years ago when we started, there wasn't, well, I didn't know there was such thing as biodegradable tape. So just, just things like that. There's those options now. So we've always put our swimwear activewear in Hessian bags originally. Now we've got reusable tote bags. We've always used um, recycled or biodegradable kind of card um, for the tags and things like that. Um, but then you would yeah, stick the the label onto to the address label and have to use sellotape. So, you know, it'll be in a biodegradable packaging bag, postal bag, but then you're using sellotape. So just things like that. There's just simple um, innovations that are happening all the time that you can just, as so now we say we're 100% Plastic free because we're even using yeah biodegradable sellotape, biodegradable hygiene liners. Um, but yeah, this, this was all developed for the last years. That's so interesting because that's another thing I guess that
0: people wouldn't even think about is the the protection liner because you get mm-hmm. any kind, of, any kind of like you know underwear or anything anything around that sort of industry. Yeah. You you have that little plastic sticker, right? So what what solution did you guys find for that? Because that's pretty. Again, that's one of those things that would just go over yeah. anyone's head. Like even the most sustainable person would would not yeah. think. That.
1: that was something that we talked to our manufacturer about as well. You know, they are available. You just have to source them. It's just it's just paper. It's just st- sticky paper now, rather than being plastic. So um, yeah, it, it's biodegradable rather than. You having a bit of plastic that no one ever really uses for, <laughs> for very, very long. Um, Definitely. Yeah, but and there's hundreds of them that just go straight into the bin. So, um, yeah. So it's it's good that they're around now. So there's just all these little things that all add up. Um, that four years ago weren't available, but now they are. So it's just really good. Um, keeping an eye on what other businesses are doing and what solutions they. Are giving to help other small business like
0: me I mean it's an amazing journey to go on and I can like I can personally completely relate and also understand how much you're learning constantly like every year that you grow and as your you know customer base grows and they become more inquisitive and you know you're get, becoming more and more passionate about all of this like what has your journey been like where, where did you start how did you get involved in considering and being passionate about sustainability and then where are you now like what do you do on a daily basis that can inspire anyone listening yeah i think
1: um i mean you just have to start somewhere don't you i've listened to you know a lot of your podcasts which are amazing to educate everyone and i really agree with lots of of your other speakers messages as well that you just have to start somewhere it can be so overwhelming um all the yeah all all the things that you can be doing wrong and where do you start to be doing things right no one is perfect but you can make a difference and i mean now everyone should have a keep cut for sure it's just such a simple easy solution so that first port of call is that i mean day to day it's just things like changing your your hygiene and your, your toothbrush, your cleaning products, to reusable solutions like that—they're not particularly hard to do. And and now with all the sustainable businesses around, it's, it's affordable as well. I think what I do love is that sustainability is cool now. It, it never like, it's really cool companies and businesses, and and it's almost if you're drinking out of a, a plastic one-use cup, it's you know almost shameful to do that that now. So um. But it it never, it's kind of like um, sun protection for for CC as well. Um, Being sun safe never used to be cool, but now it's really, really cool. And surf suits and rashies were only ever used for space people surfing. But now anyone uses them just because you want to be sun safe at the beach. So I just love how society has kind of changed the views um, on sustainability now. and And it's just so easy to incorporate into your life.
0: That's the thing, right? I think there's a bit, a lot of pressure and the, it's so funnily enough, we were just talking about in the office a couple of days ago about how when you really think about it, when you really have a clear understanding of what sustainability is, it's how things should be. Mm. It's how things always had been. And mm. unfortunately we had become as a society, as, as a global pressure to have mass production, to have instantaneous, you know, needs met, to have everything delivered immediately, to have no waiting time. And due to that, there's the plastic revolution, right? Plastic is everywhere, everything is mass produced. And then suddenly sustainability is a thing because we forgot how to do it naturally. And now it's a task rather than a natural habit. So, it's a shame that it's suddenly cool. If you really think about it, it's a shame that we had to go through such hell and create so much waste in the world for then there to be essentially a crisis for it to have to be made cool. But it's thank God for brands like yourself and people that are thinking this way. But, you know, I was going to ask you, even as a mother, like as a parent, having to, a sustainable lifestyle is quite challenging right like your your child needs something immediately you know it's having a tantrum in the supermarket and it needs water and you have to go buy a single use plastic water bottle because you don't have yours with you it's like how do you cope with the pressure of being sustainable whilst also being a parent and then also running this business I can imagine it's quite challenging
1: yeah i mean it, yeah so i have a one-year-old and and um, so the last year has definitely been different to uh, running a business w- with a, a baby and um, it's been full on <laughs> so new you found respect to all the mums out there um <laughs> but no it's, it's true i mean yeah kids cause a lot of waste and um, but you just have to do what you can like for example we um, decked out her nursery and all secondhand furniture and goods. So kids don't stay kids for very long. And there's so much good stuff out there that can be reused. So clothes, I mean, in the first six months, they go through about four different sizes of clothes. So it's just all hand-me-downs. Um, I get second-hand clothes from marketplace and things like that. So um, you can really, yeah, there's some easy ways to, to be sustainable still with kids. But... I think sometimes you just have to cut yourself some slack and you can't, you can't be sustainable hundred percent of the time. And yeah, that example of your kid is screaming in a supermarket and you need to buy the odd <laughs> bottle of water to save everything. It is, sometimes you just have to do, and, and you know, you can't feel too guilty about that. If you know that in the other aspects of your life, your normal day-to-day practices are sustainable and you are conscious of what you're doing. It's just about, thinking about what you're doing, where you're spending your money, and what you're supporting by spending your money. So as long as you have, you know, your right ethics on a day-to-day level, then the odd hiccup, you know, you can be forgiven for, I think.
0: (laughs) It's all about, and it's again, literally, we say this every episode, it's about conscious consumerism. If you can do yourself one favor as an individual human. It's every time you go and buy something before you press go, before you tap, before you click, you know, buy, ask yourself, do I really need this? Do I really need this? And why do I need so much? And I think that very much follows the premise of your brand. It's about like, if I have this beautiful designed piece of active wear that I can women i don't really need to buy myself that cute bikini because i just don't need it yeah. i don't <laughs> i might want it but i don't need it and once you change that mindset into like what do i really need to be fulfilled and to be happy and what do i just want because you know it's trending um your life changed quite
1: dramatically so you know i love what doing with the brand but as we do um capsule collections as well, so the idea being that you you can buy a sports top, a pair of leggings, and a bikini bottom um and mix and match those outfits to make a yeah outfit and then a bikini outfit so rather than buying lots and lots of different outfits, you buy uh, you know three items mix and match them to to whatever you're you're doing and um, one another kind of side of sustainability we also with CC think about health sustainability so I know we've talked a lot about kind of environmental sustainability but CC is an active wear brand like we want people to be active and my background is actually I'm a hospital pharmacist so completely different doing now but um, I used to work in hospitals and see people with chronic diseases you know diabetes cardiovascular issues and younger and younger people with them and the amount of resources that goes into looking after someone with a chronic disease is kind of how I got into the whole active and being active business as well it 's another real core value and and, and it 's really important to me that people need to be active and you know thirty minutes of exercise five days a week can prevent help prevent chronic disease and and that is sustainable as well because you 're not going to end up using all the health resources that are out there. So it's just, there are lots of different types of sustainability and how sustainability is definitely something that's important to CC as well. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, we're so much
0: aligned in that sense. Like obviously soul is hundred percent plastic free. We use hand blown glass and we focus on glassware because it's not absorbing all the nasties. It's not um, emitting any chemicals that like a plastic item would. It's literally the healthiest option to drink from basically. And it's the same concept. Sustainability isn't just about you know, the planet, it's about in your body, out of your body, your environment, your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health, you know, all, all and all and above. So I agreed, it doesn't just come from one place. It's, it's everything. Yeah, holistic, holistic approach, for sure. Well, on top of all of that goodness, I do believe we are also doing a cheeky giveaway together. (laughs) So you can get (laughs) <laughs> yeah, You've you're been super generous. You're giving away two $75 vouchers to two besties and we'll match you on that with a bestie set of yeah. products from Seoul. And once this chat hits the um, the grid on, on the Soul Cups page, we'll announce the giveaway and we'll post – the formal one tomorrow but anyone who's watching or who is going to watch us back a little bit later if you want to get ahead of everybody else <laughs> we're going to be posting this video as part of the giveaway as well
1: yeah make sure you enter the giveaway we just had a section <laughs> drop actually so we've got some pieces available what just dropped the pebble and stone um, yeah so that was just last week so it was very busy.
0: <laughs> I can clearly imagine. Well, Kaz, I'm so grateful that we got to have a little chat together. We got to learn a little bit more about your incredible brand. I think what we're doing is just the beginning. I think you've got so much innovation. I think you're an absolute thought leader in your space. We need to see more of it, and I just can't wait to to see what happens next and if we can collaborate and keep. You know, connected.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Beck, as well for um, having a platform for us to talk about sustainability. It's great just to have more more voice for, for such an important important topic. So, thanks for having me. Loved it. My absolute pleasure.
0: Um, we can talk about this all day. You <laughs> and I. I think it's such an important conversation to have. I think it needs to be shouted off the rooftops. Thank you. Thank, thank you so. I hope you have a beautiful day.
1: (laughs) Bye. Bye, everyone.